Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. Today is the 18th of February, 2023. Let this ride out for a second. Yeah, yeah. To survive, well, that's to find meaning in the suffering. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up. Hey, yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling. All right, hope you're all doing well out there. I got a little bit of a cold today, so excuse me if I sound a little nasally. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. It's just been so cold here where I live. This is the winter that never ends. I uh, made it up to the mountain a couple times recently. It's just amazing how much snow is up there. 20 feet of snow, over 20 feet has fallen uh, this season, probably closer to 30 now. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty amazing and um, good times, but kind of getting over it at this point and ready for spring. It's been a heck of a winter and I think it's taking its toll on people. Um going to start this off. There's a lot to talk about, a lot going on in the news. And we'll we'll get to um, some different things that are going on. But first, I wanted to just talk about what's going on in society. I think that people are having a rough time out there. I think that the constant onslaught of psychological warfare and just the different pressures of society in general are beginning to to take a toll on people, and especially people of my generation. Um, really unfortunate. Uh, yesterday I got news that a, a really good dude that I grew up with, um, someone I considered a friend, fucking nice guy, great guy, uh, passed away. And that's the worst, man. It's always the worst for the family, the friends, and just everybody involved. And uh, too young, too young for that to happen. And to let life get you. I don't think he took his own life, but it was, you know, I don't really want to get into it, but it's it's not good. Uh, but just looking at things from a broader perspective on why so many young people are dying. And I don't think it, and this doesn't even have to do with the vaccine or anything. It, obviously, that is a factor in, in some deaths. I don't think it was in this particular one. I'm talking more like, I don't know, substance abuse or suicide or whatever, Um Things that have nothing to do with dying from the vaccine, which obviously that's happening to some people, some young people, um, athletes and stuff. And but I think that's mostly to take out the fucking older generation, the people that are that are about to collect Social Security, and you know also to hook everyone up with the uh, little nanobots and get you connected to the five G system or whatever the fuck they're they're trying to do to us. Um, but just for the average citizen the average American growing up here, like, why is it that so many of us are fucked up? We live in the most privileged society that's ever existed on the entire planet. It like the whole, the whole world, there's a lot of countries that have it pretty good, but in America in particular, we have it like amazingly good from a materialistic standpoint. Like we have things that even Kings from from past generations couldn't even have dreamed about the average person even a poor person like if, even things like air conditioning or or heating your home or and the the many many different forms of entertainment that we have we're so stimulated all the time we have a million different things to do at any time to entertain us 
And um, we have a lot. We really do have a lot, especially in this country. And I think it goes without saying that we take it for granted. But obviously, it's not working. It's not doing it for us. Otherwise, people wouldn't be so fucked up and so sad and on these various medications or self-medicating. You know, you got to be high all day. got to be smoking weed all day. You got to be on whatever medication that your therapist gives you or you're drinking or whatever. We have a lot of different things that we do to cope with our lives. But why, why do we feel so unfulfilled? You know, what's going on? Um, I don't think it's necessarily that people are so fucked up and, you know, there's something innately wrong with them. Although everybody has some things that they can work on to become a more well-rounded person and to deal with life uh, in a better way. But look at the system that we live in. Look at the, the things that we're taught to value and to strive for. It's fucking meaningless. It's sad, dude. Um, this materialistic society that we've been born into and that we've been forced to worship, these fucking idols that they give us who are really the lowest of the low in society. When you look at it from like a spiritual aspect or just from the broader perspective, like these piece of shit celebrities that they give us to worship, I mean, who are they? They're the lowest of the low. And same with the politicians. And and these are the people that they give us to look up to. And how sick of a society is that? Now, I I don't think that you know, celebrities and politicians are directly responsible for the discontent that the average millennial feels. But it it would help to have some better role models, something to strive towards. So I think that's a, a small factor. It's, it contributes in some way, but also just the lack of community that we have and the lack of value that the average person comes to feel due to that lack of community. Like, we don't have really have a, a place in our society. Most people don't. I mean, aside from maybe the job that you have or your, you know, your peer group, or if you're lucky enough to, like, or smart enough to have a family and settle down, that gives you a sense of value and a sense of belonging because you're not just taking care of yourself. You've become responsible for other people. And that's that gives you a huge sense of value. But... We've been pressured as a fucking, from the news and movies and all these stupid fucking groups, feminism and all this different shit, all these different groups that are trying to influence the way we think and live, you know, because they all know what's best for us. We've been influenced not to have a family and not to um, do these traditional things. You know, we're all supposed to be progressive and, um, gay and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not supposed to have a family. You're supposed to be gay and have, you know, everyone belongs to any, to everyone. It's like brave new world. And the sad part is, you know, it's not our fault. This shit was designed like this. It's because we're witnessing the fucking purposeful destruction of this Western society and America in particular which is fucked up, and it's all being done scientifically. Um, but yeah, the lack of community is something that's that's really sad. 
Um, I think technology contributes to this in a way. I think weed and alcohol does too, and pills and stuff. And you get into the harder drugs as well. Of course, that, you know, that'll fuck you up. Um, But just the fact that we don't even have really like communal gathering places unless it's to get drunk or something. Maybe to see a show or, or something like that. But I think, you know, back in the day, everyone used to meet up, you know, at the park or in the town square or whatever and just chat, have a cup of coffee do whatever. There was just, you saw everyone, you knew everyone, you knew all your neighbors. And, um, there was just like a sense of belonging. It felt like it. And that's been removed from our society. Um, Americans have always been more independent. I think that's our pioneering nature that we've, um, come to inhabit just from, you know, fucking, conquering the West and killing all the Indians. But um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's sad. I, th- I think there's just a lot of different factors that contribute to the discontent of this generation. And I think a lot of people are looking for some solutions to that. Or maybe they're afraid to ask for help, especially men, um, because it's a little, you know, it sucks to admit that you're not feeling good and stuff. And the stigma that's been surrounding therapy has been lifted for the most part. But how effective even is therapy when they're trying to get you to adapt to this crazy society? And imagine, like, going to therapy and being completely honest with someone, but you're a conspiracy theorist, and you, like, you know what's actually happening. And you try to tell them, like, well, fuck, you know, how am I supposed to trust the government when they're fucking spraying the sky every day with these poisons? Or they did 9-11. And like, you know, all these crazy things that factually took place, but you're not allowed to talk about in regular society. Because we're getting to the point where, you know, red flag laws and things like that. Your therapist will turn you in. They'll fucking lock you up in the loony bin. It'll fuck up your social credit score. So it's like, you kind of got to be careful if you if you know certain things. So it's troubling. Um, and I don't know, dude, my mind's just been racing, thinking about uh, this kid, man, and all the other ones that I've seen go down like that. It's, it's fucking sad, man. And there's just so many different uh, contributing factors. But, you know, there's things we can do to, uh, to get through it. And, um, I don't know, survive, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's definitely tough out there. So I, don't know, I just want to put that message out there, air my discontent with what's going on and, and let you know I'm here for you, man. You need someone to talk to fucking hit me up, dude. I'm available. Um, but let me just get into some of these statistics. Uh, what the fuck? What am I... Here we go. Um, And this is just to show that this isn't anything unique, you know, because I think a lot of people are suicidal. I think COVID was really bad for people's mental health because the little communal things that we do have in our society were taken away from us. And, you know, we're going to kill grandma or whatever they tried to get us to believe um, to that big psyop that we went through and are still experiencing. Um, so a lot of people have been suffering, but this article right here is just about, it's, it's, 
so sad, man. Um, it says, uh, 30% of high school girls seriously considered suicide last year. And this is at Zero Hedge. I think they copied it from another, um, another publication, but... Uh, yeah, a staggering 30% of high school girls in the U.S. who were surveyed by the CDC said they had seriously considered attempting suicide in 2021, up from a still shocking 19% in 2011. Panning back, almost 60% of high school girls said they felt persistent sadness or hopelessness in 2021, an increase of roughly 60% over that same time period. Um, people shouldn't feel like that, man. Life should be like, life is tough, but it should be a fun experience and it, and you should feel like optimistic about it. Um, but I, there's this tendency to stray towards pessimism now. And I think the loss of religion is, is, um, partly responsible for that because like religion isn't only like, kind of forgotten about it's like shunned and considered evil in in some aspects like you're if you're a christian you're racist or you're a if you're a catholic you're a pedophile or something there's all these negative connotations that surround believing in god which is sad and if this is something that's been done purposefully too um, because they want the government to be god these people that are doing all this shit and it's fucked up because the average people are the ones who are suffering from this. And it's it's tough to get someone out from this mode of thinking. Um, and without a higher purpose or the belief that you are descended from something divine, you know, you have this soul inside of you that's part of something greater. And you're here to, to grow spiritually and experience life and enjoy it and learn lessons, and just these positive things that that believing in um, a higher power and stuff that will instill you with, without that, life is tough, dude. It's fucking meaningless, and you fall into this nihilism. And I think a lot of people have that because that's what school trains you to be. They give you this notion that this whole living earth around you, where everything works in unison, it's like such an amazing fucking thing but we're taught to believe that it's all meaningless and it means fucking nothing and that you're nothing and that to believe in anything beyond that is stupid and like fucking wrong. Like how fucked up is that? How fucked up is that shit? And then like, you know, to think that, because what comes with that too, this this um, scientific indoctrination, the scientism that we've been led to believe in, which is the new religion religion of the modern age, and was purposefully fucking chosen to be that by the people that run shit 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Actually, probably farther than that, four, 400 years ago with the Enlightenment and all this. Um, But it, it's like, you know, life becomes meaningless because there's nothing after death. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, how how destructive is that? And how fucking gut-wrenching to, to indoctrinate our youth and spend the whole fucking, like, uh, you know, 12 years of, of the government indoctrination programming um, getting people to believe that. It's just really sad, dude. Um, so so I, these are things that I, I, I think all contribute to that. Now, on top of that as well is the, the fucking them telling us that we're killing the planet, you know, like our very existence is harmful to the planet. 
and we, you know, we're using too many resources. We're killing the planet. We're causing global warming and just all this, all this shit, man. It's just such an onslaught. And it's, I think a lot of people, um, I don't think people, well, I don't think people recognize that first of all, because they don't understand that it's like a fucking agenda to get you to, to fuck with you psychologically and spiritually. Um, but I think it compiles and through osmosis, just through the absorption of this being in the environment and it, it like impacting your subconscious. Yeah, I could totally see how that could cause depression for, for the generation that's coming up. Cause what do they have to look forward to? They've been, I mean, and then look at the more tangible aspects of what's going on. Like fucking shit is retardedly expensive you know, for like paying rent, you can't get like a nice spot. A lot of people got to live with like five roommates and shit. Um, so things are unaffordable. We, we can't afford to have the same quality of life that our parents or our grandparents had. Like most people would probably never even be able to buy a home because they're so, because of inflation is so out of control and like the jobs aren't keeping up with that. So there's a lot of fucked up shit going on. Like I totally understand why people are considering suicide and feel like shit. Because that's what we're being told to do. And then look at our entertainment on top of that. It's all so depressing and so fucking negative. It's like every drama is like, you know, it's full of murder. It's violence and then fucking sex. And it, But it's not just like, you know, a man and a wife are in love and they're having a happy life and raising a family. It's like, no, this guy's cheating on her. He's fucking, she's fucking her, her boss and he's fucking this bitch. And it's like... It's all full of deceit and just negativity. And it's just, that's our entertainment? What the fuck? Shouldn't entertainment be uplifting? No, it's all completely negative and fucking terrible. So yeah, is it such a surprise that all these kids feel like shit? It's fucking sick, dude. It's We live in a sick fucking world. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm... Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's just when when certain things happen, it really gets me thinking of how sad this shit is, you know, and just how we really got to start making other decisions to like make this thing better, dude, and like just help people see through this bullshit because we shouldn't feel like this. Like existence is amazing. Like life is amazing. But we're just taught to focus on the worst parts of humanity and like the ugliest things and it's just sad anyway um get back to this article <laughs> so um though both high school girls and re boys reported experiencing mental health challenges girls reported record levels record high levels of violence sadness and suicide risk the cdc said in 2021 57 percent of high school girls reported experiencing persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness in the past year compared with 36% in 2011. 30% uh, reported they seriously considered attempting suicide in 2021. And that's from the Wall Street Journal. Um, when it comes to boys in high school, 29% reported persistent feelings of sadness and hopelessness in 2021, versus 21% in 2011, while 14% reported seriously considering a suicide attempt, up from 13% in 2011. Now let's let's kind of go back and look at the differences between that have happened in that interim span of ten years between twenty eleven and twenty twenty 
one. What's happened? Fucking Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump came into power. Everyone fucking hated him. And that was like a huge psyop to get people divided racially and just the, uh, you know, white versus black, conservative versus liberal. Um, So that was definitely a thing, you know, ton of school shootings and fucking fentanyl, heroin. You know, I know a lot of people that got fucked up by that shit. So there's been a lot. And, you know, just the constant onslaught, like I said before, the um, the fucking climate change you know we're all we're all gonna die because of climate change so there, there's just been this this persistent psyop that's particularly aimed at younger people because young people grow up and they become the the voters of the next generation and the um the primary targets for you know the the next stage of the agenda this is how they do it they get people in like in four year spans and everyone's indoctrination is a little different so like the indoctrination that i received between 2007 and 2011 when I was in school is going to be different than what somebody would have somebody received between 2012 and 2016. And that's going to be different from 2016 to 2020. They update it and they fucking go move to the next phase. And there's a couple reasons that they do this. Um, one is so that there's no cohesiveness in society. Or is, is that a word or is it cohesion? Uh, whatever. It's so people don't feel this like camaraderie that you might feel if you all experience the same education and like we're taught the same shit. Instead, they update you and like get everyone on a different page so you can't really relate to one another. And that's to make it so you don't you can like never team up. And so it's it's just crazy, bro, how fucking intricate this whole thing is and to like realize that it is all purposefully done to like you know, to negatively impact us for their new world government. And they're just these people who want to control everything. It's, it's very sad. Uh, anyway, back to the article uh, following the survey, federal officials noted a spike in mental health among young people, particularly girls in new data released on Monday, which was gathered from a biennial survey spanning 2011 to 2021 of ninth through 10th graders across the country. Oh, you know what? And I f- forgot to even mention, fucking social media social media is terrible on the, the brain especially a teenager just for all the uh the pressures and the comparisons that you're going through with everyone the popularity contests the fucking hormones and all this shit and now i'm throwing top of that like you got to be on tiktok like, fuck bro uh, according to mental health experts girls are particularly vulnerable to anxiety and depression given higher rates of harassment and discrimination they face compared to boys girls are brutal bro sad and of course they're all competing with tiktok barbies who set even more unrealistic and unhealthy standards yeah you gotta be popping that ass on fucking tiktok and look perfect all the time you know just pathetic bro you know and i've heard things that like china who who owns tiktok and like created it though that they're using this as a weapon against us And, you know, at the end of the day, I think that China is like in on it, too. And so is Russia and, you know, all these these countries that are supposed to be our enemies. It's like in 1984. It's like you have to have these enemies to go to war with to justify the existing police state and the oppressions that you're putting on your people at home because we have to sacrifice and, you know, be on guard against our enemies. So that's how they did it in 1984. And it's like. They're doing it right now. And we have China and, and Russia as our uh, 
as the antagonist to our story. But, you know, there are real things that they're doing to fuck up this country. So, like, TikTok, for example. In China, I've heard that they only allow their kids to be on TikTok for, like, 40 minutes a day. Or or week or something like that. Um, so it's like nothing, you know, compared to a kid now who probably spends, like, eight hours or some shit. Um, and they, they censor certain types of content. In addition to that, all the fentanyl is coming from fucking China, too. And look look what that's doing to our cities. So, Anyway, uh, and as the Wall Street Journal notes, the evidence suggests that stress, isolation, and loss during the pandemic amplified mental health issues among young people who are already struggling. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, according to the CDC... LGBTQ teens are showing ongoing and extreme distress with more than half of these students reporting a recent episode of poor mental health and 22% reporting an actual suicide attempt in the past year. That's really sad, man. And especially because, you know, they're, they're making you be like this. You know, this isn't normal. These They're pressuring kids to be like this. Uh, I don't know. Make of it what you will. If you ask me, I think we need to see some changes. Just the way it is. Oh, 
Tupac was on some other shit. It's Tupac is a, such a fascinating figure in history. Just how much he accomplished in the body of work he completed in 25 years. And I don't know, the years active, you know, you, it's just, he's amazing, bro. He's, he's an amazing artist. Good song. Uh, we need some changes. Okay. Um, so you heard my rant on, you know, how messed up everything is. I just want to mention one more thing, give you some more statistics on some other things that might be contributing to the downfall of our society. And then we'll move on to um, other stories and stuff. But uh, this is just talking about, this is from the National Center for Fathering. This is some statistics of what happens when you don't got a dad and just how, um, how important the father figure is to the um the well-being of a society and to like bringing up a kid right i'm just i'm so thankful for my dad like i i know some people that you know weren't lucky enough to have a a dad that was around and it's it's just sad man i think it it, it really does affect you uh, i was lucky enough to have a really cool dad so and i still do so thanks pops um but so check these out, some statistics. It says 63% of youth suicides are from fatherless homes, which is five times the average. 90% of all homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes, 32 times the average. That's insane. 90% of homeless and runaway kids are from fatherless homes. 85% of all children who show behavior disorders come from fatherless homes, which is 20 times the average. 80% of rapists with anger problems cover, come from fatherless homes. 
71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. Um, Fatherless children are twice as likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers who are involved are 40% less likely to repeat a grade in school. Children with fathers who are involved are 70% less likely to drop out of school. Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to get straight A's in school. Uh, Children with fathers who are involved are more likely to enjoy school and engage in extracurricular activities. Uh, 75% of all adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers come from fatherless homes. Um, So researchers at Columbia University found that children living in a two-parent household with a poor relationship with their father are 68 more, 68% more likely to smoke, drink, or use drugs compared to all teens in two-parent households. Uh, teens in single-mother households are at a 30% higher risk than those in two-parent households. Uh, 70% of youths in state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes, so like juvie and, you know, they send you off to those fucking camps and shit. Uh, 85% of all youths in prison come from fatherless homes. And just so on and so forth. I mean, the, the statistics are, you can't deny them. It's just, it's just a fact. And what are they trying to do? Demonize the father and just demonize the, you know, the straight white male, especially. And you know what? But it's not just black people. I mean, white people. I think the the black man, like the straight black man is attacked even more. Um, Look at all these faggot ass fucking people like that the entertainers that they give us and the stupid shit that they make them do um you know i i just saw this fucking these pictures of pusha t you know the rapper dude rapper from the clips you know raps about selling crack and killing people you know and he's dressed up in this little like he's at the fashion week wherever the fuck they do that weird shit you know, and they all dress up in these ridiculous outfits that you would never wear because they just, they look stupid and you look like an idiot. Um, but he's wearing this really small little, you know, it looks like a suit that was made for like a five-year-old <laughs> and he's carrying this weird bag with like a, you know, it's shaped like a dog and it has a little fucking choker collar on it. It's just, I don't know. I think, I think black men are, are specifically targeted and, and feminized. So... But this is what they want, dude. It's like everything is um, aimed at destroying the family and just destroying the existing culture or the culture that once was. And we're like living in the downfall of this society. And it's it's all traceable to who's doing it and why they're doing it. They're very clear about what they what they're trying to do and what they're succeeding at doing. But it's like... Um, it's hard to to get all of the stuff straight because there's so much other stuff going on. And like, why would you focus on this, on all of these negative statistics and negative things that are taking place in the world when you could like look at your phone and look at like a nice pair of titties or something, you know what I'm saying? Like, or listen to any of the 75 bazillion songs on Spotify or watch the 29 billion videos on YouTube. It's like, there's so much content out there and there's so many content creators that are, you know, talking about other shit. There's so much going on. So it's like these real issues that really affect society are, are overlooked or just not as focused on as they are. And then when people do look at them, 
like from the mainstream perspective, the fucking news or schools or whatever, it's always skewed and they're always messing with the statistics and um, manipulating them to fit their agenda. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you you rarely get a um, a straight answer out of these people because everything can be twisted and manipulated to fit whatever narrative they're trying to fit. So, if you got a dad, call him up and be like, thanks dad, without you, I would be a piece of shit. Maybe I'll call my pops. Check it out, DMX, slipping, falling, can't get up.
before I hit rock bottom Niggas talking shit like damn, look how that got Open like a window, no more endo Look at a video, say to myself that could've been yo Ass on the TV, believe me, it could be done Something got to give, got to change this, now I got a son I got to do the right thing for shorty And that means no more getting high, drinking 40 So I get back, looking tight, slick again Fake niggas jump back on my dick again Nothing but love for those that know how it feel And much respect to all my niggas that kept it real Kept a nigga strong, kept a nigga from doing wrong Niggas know who they is, and this is your fucking song And to my boo, who stuck with a nigga do All the bullshit, you'll get yours because it's due Hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up Hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I can't get up Hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling, I got to get up Get me back on my feet so I can tear shit up Hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling can't get up, hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling. I can't get up, hey yo, I'm slipping, I'm falling. Got to get up, get me back on my feet so I can tear shit up. think there's been a uh, another artist who came out swinging as hard as DMX did in 1998 fucking two two albums in the same year I think they were in the same year and he just fucking crushed it man he just ran shit rest in peace DMX um okay so where were we let's talk a little bit about what do we want to talk about here? Of course, you got the the East Palestine, the the train derailment, which is terrible. Um, big chemical spill. At first, the Biden administration was going to deny them FEMA, like emergency funding and stuff. You know, because they, they got to give all our money to, to Ukraine to kill Russians, to pay for the hookers and stuff. Um, but then I guess they decided they will. Whoa, the... Dude, these deer are hauling ass down my street right now. What the fuck? I've never seen them do that. Oh, I hope one of them didn't get hit by a car. Um, I got a ton of deer in my house. I, I came home the other day and there was one in my yard, like just so nonchalant about it. I parked my car and I like walk in. I got a little fence that surrounds my place. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting company. Don't mind me. And he just like, kind of looked at me and he just chilled there for another like 10 minutes and I think they like my bird feeder. But yeah, my neighbor had like 17, I counted 17 deer in his uh his yard across from mine. They they've migrated down here since all the big fires. Okay, anyway, East Palestine, yeah, the um the big train derailment and it's looking more and more like this was something that was pur- purposefully done. Um how would we ever know? I've, I've seen pictures circulating online of these like train derailment devices that you can, apparently anyone can get. You lock them on a train track and the train goes fucking flying off of it. So there's a chance of that happening. Um, I guess all of these toxic chemicals are leaking into the culverts, which go into the creeks and the streams, which go into the rivers and to the Ohio River, which is a major major artery of um, 
the waterways in the United States. So that's all being poisoned. At least that's what they're saying. Um, and then I get, I get all these other trains start derailing all of a sudden. There's one outside of Detroit, somewhere in Michigan that, that went flying off the tracks. Um, in addition to, you know, different plants and manufacturing facilities burning down, it does seem like a, a coordinated attack on all different types of uh, locations just to poison the shit out of the earth. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy to... Um, to be witnessing. Now, I did see some statistics on train derailments. Uh, It's something that happens multiple times a day. It happens all the time. I guess the railroads in the United States are in really bad shape. I've seen some photographs and videos of trains going down some pretty janky rail lines, especially over there on the East Coast. So, I don't know, dude. Um, Yeah, it's terrible that those people are being poisoned. It's crazy that they burnt it all up too. Um, But there is a reason that they did that too. It's so there wasn't like an even bigger explosion because there's when these, these chemicals start like catching on fire and the, the they're in these pressurized tanks causes a huge fucking explosion and it could have been way, way worse. So I don't think there was an easy way to go about that. Um, I'm skeptical of the whole situation. Obviously, I, I don't think we have enough information to determine what's going on. It's a tragedy nonetheless. But um, what about all the chemicals that they're spraying out in the sky day after day? The actual, you know, you got the aluminum, the strontium, the barium, the manganese and, and things like that. But, you know, the technology, that's what gets me, the, the bioengineered nanotechnology and things like that. Ah, man, can you hear my congestion? It's getting bad. Um. Anyway, East Palestine, dude, wish you guys luck, man. That's fucked up. Uh, What else is going on? I'll talk about the balloon thing last. This is something cool that I came across. Cheese caves. Cheese caves and food surpluses. Why the U.S. government currently stores 1.4 billion pounds of cheese. I didn't know about this. Did you know about this? They got entire caves full of cheese says hundreds of feet below the ground in Missouri, there are hundreds of thousands of pounds of American cheese. Deep in converted limestone mines, caves kept perfectly at 36 degrees Fahrenheit store stockpiles of government-owned cheese, comprising the country's 1.4 billion pounds of surplus cheese. How we got to this point is a long story, and it starts during a national dairy shortage in the 70s. In response to the dairy shortage and 30% inflation on dairy products, the government intervened, resulting in prices falling drastically. So in 1977, then-President Jimmy Carter decided to pour money in the dairy industry to motivate production and alleviate the crisis. The government set a new policy to subsidize dairy, providing $2 billion to the industry over the next four years. While this plan was welcome to dairy farmers, it also primed them for overproduction. Farmers who had been struggling were motivated to produce as much dairy as they could, knowing that whatever was not sold on the market could likely be purchased by the government, and it was. By the early 80s, the government owned over 500 million pounds of cheese. The reason the dairy product was converted to cheese was because it has a longer shelf life than other dairy products as the government searched for solutions to the problem it had created. This led to Ronald Reagan enacting public distribution of the government cheese in 1981. 
That year, then-Secretary of Agriculture John R. Block showed up at the White House with a molding five-pound block of cheese and told reporters, we've got 60 million of these that the government owns. It's moldy and it's deteriorating. We can't find a market for it. We can't sell it. And we're looking to give some of it away. Thus, government cheese was born and the federal government distributed these blocks of cheese through the Temporary Emergency Food Assistance Program. It was given away for free by pickup to people at food banks, community centers, and so on. Government cheese became a totem of American culture, signaling both class and nostalgia. It, uh, yeah. uh, it's referenced in Kendrick Lamar and Jay-Z songs, and in 2017, Snoop Dogg even taught Martha Stewart how to cook with it on, his, on her show. And I'll, I'll post this article if you're interested in learning more about the billions of pounds that the cheese, uh, billions of pounds of cheese the government bought. See, this is what, this is just the ridiculousness of government in general and the, their like solutions. Fucking retarded. Fucking retarded. <laughs> See, but I feel like it's a, uh, they do incompetent, ridiculous things like this. But then they also are super advanced and have these really, really intricate ways of controlling society. So it just goes to show you how how um, this tiered system works and how there's different levels to it. Like the people that really rule the government aren't the people, the politicians that are presented to us. They're, you know, those guys are just following orders. Uh, they're not the ones that are really making decisions and they're all compromised. They're all they all got blackmail on them and shit. And, you know, that's what the whole Epstein thing is. You go to this island, you fuck some kids, they film you, and then it's like, you know, they got you. And they got you, and then you got to do whatever the fuck they say. Okay, uh, what else is going on? The balloon, balloons and UFOs, that's a big thing. Um... I'm very skeptical of this situation as well. Because why would why would China send a balloon to spy on us? And and I realize there's there's some advanced balloon technology and you know they can get to be pretty fancy. But you really think that that's the best they can do to spy on us and you think we would be able to see it? They wouldn't use any type of cloaking technology or or camouflage technology. They're just going to fly, fly a balloon that you can't even, like, steer. <laughs> uh, it's it's ridiculous. The whole, the whole story is kind of stupid. Um, and, you know, you could go back to situations like what happened in Roswell, the, um, the craft that was recovered and supposedly reverse engineered. I have a book about it somewhere. It's not beside me. Um, but it goes into all that. It's supposedly written by this guy that was there and he helped reverse engineer that technology. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about the whole extraterrestrial thing. Maybe we have been visited. I find it highly unlikely that extraterrestrials would be interested in our, in our planet. I think that's a big psyop. Uh, I think, but then again, who knows? Maybe they have come here. Maybe they fucking are super interested in us. I don't know. But what I do know is that we have UFO technology, like flying saucers and shit and anti-gravity stuff. Like I've seen the patents. I have like a list of the patents. It's it's not hard to find. Um, there's hundreds of them. And it it's explains how these fucking flying craft works and who built them and all this shit. They're patents. 
So we have all that stuff. And to think that the government is seeing things in the sky that they can't identify, it's just ridiculous. Like our surveillance equipment is so sophisticated. And why why would the government admit that in the first place? Like, why would they come out and say, oh, we, we see this thing, we don't know what it is. You really think they would do that? You think they're that stupid and that honest? Not a fucking chance, man. So it's it's all part of the big psyop. We have this type of technology. Um, we've had it for a long time. And... There's the old conspiracy of Project Bluebeam, where they use these crafts and they use their directed energy weapons, their Tesla technology, to uh, stage a fake alien invasion. And that was something that would usher in the New World Order and their world government virtually overnight because they theorized that if we're presented with an external threat, well, all the countries are going to have to join together to fight the aliens. So... (laughs) You know, how could we resist it? So are they prepping us for that? It sure fucking seems like it. It sure seems like it. Kind of concerning, but you make of it what you will. Let's play another song. How about Escape Artist by Sage Francis? When I first got into magic, it was an underground phenomenon. Now everybody's like, pick a card, any card. I shot my full load with the first hand I played. I'd be a monkey in a box hanging with the David Blaines. I'd be swimming with the sharks, mouths full of razor blades. But I'm not, I got out of that game, escape artist. I talk till I'm red in my face with strain polyps. I'll rock till I'm out of my range and raise octaves. I play through the pain and remain conscious. Refraining from commenting on the lame compliments and the petty criticisms from those who ain't accomplished. Even one fifth of some of this shit I made progress with. I'm leaving naysayers stumped like rainforest. After years of pulling rabbit ears out my pants pockets I'm not revealing any tricks or trades Just there ain't no magic in the breakdown, baby Happen to make a more secret to find out my life I decided to give them a look None of them give it a dose And I guess that I'm sitting in the middle of an unread book Letters are falling apart with the sentence to stand And I'm rolling the wording It's primarily never the miss And it's for miss What it admits Interpret it is Funny and serving a sentence of solitary confinement Resulting in death sentence Still I'm a running assignment I'm just wondering where my time went It pulled a disappearing act And every single assistant I ever had got sorted Never paid attention, but I can't afford to laugh Cause I'm looking for my break and an autograph for my cast But I'm short on staff, so all I ask is volunteers in the crowd Show a little bit of audience participation now When I say hip, you, you say shut the fuck up, we ain't saying shit And I respect it, check it, get a flair for the dramatic exit A fashionable entrance late to my own arraignment Oh, the self-destructive things that I do for entertainment Gave me this heart, your broken heart is my palate While I was out honing my craft, you was disowning your talent This is why you still live at home, and I bought this house off my parents I'm getting ahead of myself, I see the hair on my back I'm on the road reading Kerouac, it's poems versus better raps I think to myself, what's worth remembering versus defending The size of my manhood or confessional canned goods I didn't make them all see, but I found them life, I decided to give them a look Records just to hold the listener's attention I'm a veteran of spatial relationships 
Clip your wings to fit you in, head shrinking magician Shape-shifting reptilian, turn body contortionist Orphanages started, orphan torches to abortion clinics I lost acquaintances and a morgue of lady friends Agenda bent, the heaven sight, angelic devil boy The gods androgynous I'm looking marvelous, but looks can kill They're unsure about my sexual orientation still Put me in a special kind of case that only breaks if You hit it with a bouquet of flowers and baby breath arrangement The vault is vacant, they're all looking for photo blame I call my agent the moment that I caught the train I let him know I'm going nowhere He's invited, if he leaves tonight then he just might help me find it But this is my burden to bear, not his And I'm a sidekick without a sidekick holding the future hostage A loose cannon standing on the rooftop with A new respect and understanding of bartenders and locksmiths They call me daredevil but I'm not precise enough Unprofessional on an amateur level I love my life too much Escape artist Sage Francis, Escape Artist. That's a good song. That's a really good song. It's like a complete song. And I think, uh, I think not many people are making complete songs like that anymore. It's easy to write a couple hot verses, slap them together, call it a song. But uh, it's cool when you hear a song that has a theme and like differences in the progression of the beat and like all, terse, all sorts of different shit like that. Like that's, it's hard to do. That shit takes a lot of effort. So respect that for sure. Love me some Sage Francis, great artist. Uh, one of the one of my favorite artists that I've ever seen live. I went to a Sage Francis show. He's incredible. So if you ever get the opportunity to go see him, highly encourage that. He's fucking dope, dude. Cool, cool dude. Actually, after the show, he got off the stage and gave everyone a hug. <laughs> he's he's just that type of dude. So that's really cool. Um, I got a couple more headlines. I'll just I'll just run them by you so you can see what's going on here. Mosul Orb, U.S. silent on UFO film by military over Iraq. The mysterious object is believed to be the first military recorded UAP in a conflict zone that was released to the public. And this is just further evidence. Like the government has been releasing a bunch of um, a bunch more information on UFOs, you know, and it's just all part of the psyop. It's it's concerning. It, It really is. Not because I'm concerned about an extraterrestrial invasion, but because what I was mentioning before, this is a plan that's been in the works for a long time and they're conditioning us to, to get it. And they've done it through a lot of movies and stuff too. And it goes back to HG Wells, war of the worlds and that whole experiment they did with that radio broadcast where they made people think that aliens were invading. So this is something they've had in the works for a long time. Um, all I'm saying is when the flying saucers come, don't fucking buy it. You know, don't, don't buy it, man. 
A Canadian trans teacher with giant prosthetic breasts reportedly seen dressed as a man outside of school. You've probably seen this person. It's the dude who's a teacher who has the giant titties, like ridiculously giant. And he doesn't look like a woman at all. And like clearly a dude. I always thought he was trolling and just making fun of the fucking, you know, trans bullshit. Um, just the how we're being forced into accepting it. Because it's, it's pretty over-the-top ridiculous. <laughs> but there's this picture of him that's circulating, and he's just some regular dude. Um, so kind of funny. I don't know. I don't know if he's just really uh, carrying out with this joke or if he's actually doing that. I think he's trolling. That's me. Uh, Roald Dahl children's books rewritten to delete references to fat characters and add inclusive gender terms. How about that? Huh? James and the Giant Peach. Remember that one? Matilda, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They're rewriting these books, man. I, I would say that's even worse than book burning. You're going to change the books and go into this person's fucking work and, and change it all. Is this guy still alive? Let's see. Well, no, he died in 1990. So that's even more fucked up. Uh, just ridiculous, man. These stupid uh, PC culture is is the worst, bro. It really is one of the worst things that ever happened. It's disgusting. Stupid gay, stupid gay fag, bullshit. That's why I'll never stop using those words, just to piss them off. Uh, Texas licensed to carry bystander shot El Paso mall shooter as he targeted more would be victims. So Texas police say that more legally armed citizens were in the mall when the shooting happened. Yeah, don't be trying that shit in Texas. Don't be trying it in Nevada either. You might get away with that shit in your, uh, you know, those other states. But, uh, yeah. People here are packing, man. Same within Texas. So that's kind of an uplifting story. Fucking shootings. Uh, human composting on the rise as green funerals become increasingly popular. What the hell is this shit? Sorry, somebody, something's uh, playing in my headphones. Human composting on the rise as green funerals, green funerals become increasingly popular. Why more and more people are seeking out green burial methods over traditional practices. Let's get deeper into this. The push for environmental consciousness has sparked the rise of not only green energy initiatives, but now also the move to green burials or human composting practices over more traditional methods. Gaining increasing popularity over the last few years, green burial practices leave little to no environmental impact with complete decomposition of the body and its natural return to the soil, thus encouraging new growth and restoration of ecosystems, according to Funeral Consumers Alliance. Additionally, unlike traditional burials that use toxic chemicals, only biodegradable substances are used during the burial process. In 2019, Washington became the first state to allow human composting. How disgusting is that? Human composting? Are you fucking kidding me? You, uh, it's disgusting. So now we're going to be eating people. That's what they want. That's what it is, folks. Come on, wake up. Human composting, it's disgusting. Growing food with people. Ugh. 
Colorado, Oregon, Vermont, California, and New York are also doing it. The usual fucking suspect. Uh, traditional burial procedures use the chemical formalin, methanol, and benzene, among other toxins, during the embalming process, which critics say have a harmful impact on soil water systems in the body. Oh, man, I need to learn how to do a podcast. I keep having all these songs pop up. I'll fix it in post. Uh, according to the National Funeral Directors Association, in 2022, 60.5% would be interested in green funeral, funeral options, up to 55% from that prior year. This whole green thing, it's such a psyop, dude. It's such a weaponized term. We've been conditioned to believe that anything with the fucking label green on it is somehow good. That's how stupid we are. It's like, can anyone think anymore? We gotta, We got to push back on this shit. You want to eat food grown with people? Ugh, gross. But it's green. It's green. Okay. Well, man, I had something else I wanted to talk about, but I forget. Um, oh yeah. I've been reading a lot more about the Enneagram still. Um, I just think it's really cool. And if, you, if you're interested in any type of uh, spiritual growth, personality growth, psychological help, shit like that, I think it's a really helpful thing to um, get into. So I would encourage you to check that out. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, um, read about it and, and see what you, you know, see if it relates to anything you've experienced, because I think it will. It's it's pretty mind-blowing to study these nine different personality types and to, like, see their tendencies and then to, like, attach it to events that have taken place in your own life, like your own um, habits and tendencies to do certain things, and then to look around you at other people in your life and people that you've met and had relations with and to see how they... Um, how they fucking have those certain personality traits too and and how you interact with each other and all that. Uh, I'm currently reading the book called uh, The Wisdom of the Enneagram, which is by Dr. Richard Riso and Russ Hudson. And um, I've, I've spoken about the Enneagram a little bit before, giving you like an overview of the different types but there's really a lot to it. It's it's a pretty fascinating thing. And this book goes in the, into the history of the Enneagram as a symbol, uh, which was, it's an ancient symbol. It's like a few thousand years old. Um, and it explains a lot of stuff. It's, it wasn't originally intended as a, um, a thing that has to do with personalities. Uh, Gurchief, who's like a spiritual teacher, really fascinating guy as well, is the one who is said to have brought it to um you know modern eyes, um, and then sometimes I think it was I think it was during the fifties or something. This guy, I forget his name, but he discovered that it also correlates with different personality types, and it's it's just fucking fascinating, man. It's like I said, it was probably the, the coolest thing that I came across in twenty twenty two. So just wanted to leave you with that. Um, thanks a lot for listening. Sorry I'm congested. Uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So support the show if you want. Hobbinsalionkiller.com. I got a bunch of stuff up there for sale. 
I do want to let you know I am making a bunch of music. I've been working on a ton of songs. Ah, not a ton, a few. Always writing, but I, I just recorded a, a few new songs, so I got an, another album that I'm hoping to release soon. So, uh, thanks for the support. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you later. Peace out. No matter where we fears, we must fear the moment of truth, baby. They say it's lonely at the top in whatever you do. You always gotta watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invincible, no plan is foolproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. The same shiesty cats that you hang with and do your thing with could set you up and wet you up. Nigga, peep the language, it's universal. You play with fire, it may hurt you or burn you. Lessons are blessings you should learn through. Let's face facts. Although MCs lace tracks, it doesn't mean behind the scenes there ain't no dirt to trace back. That goes for all of us. There ain't nobody to trust. It's like sabotage. It's got me ready to bust, but I can't jeopardize what I've done up to this point. So I'ma get more guys to help me run the whole joint. Cultivate, multiply, motivate, or else we'll die. You know I'll be the master of the who, what, where, and why. See when you're shining, some chumps will wanna dull ya. Always selfish, jealous punks will wanna pull ya down. Just like some shellfish in a bucket cause they love it To see your ass squirm like a worm But just as you'll receive what is coming to you Everybody else is gonna get this too I ain't no saint Therefore I cannot dispute That everyone must meet their moment of truth Actions have reactions Don't be quick to judge You may not know the hardships people don't speak of It's best to step back and observe with coot For we all must meet our moment of truth Sometimes you gotta dig deep When problems come near, don't fear Things get severe for everybody, everywhere Why do bad things happen to good people? Seems that life is just a constant war between good and evil The situation that I'm facing is mad amazing To think such problems can arise from minor confrontations Now I'm contemplating in my bedroom pacing Dark clouds over my head, my heart's racing Suicide? Nah, I'm not a foolish guy Don't even feel like drinking or even getting high Cause all that's gonna do really is accelerate the anxieties that I wish I could alleviate But wait, I've been through a whole lot of other shit before So I ought to be able to withstand some more But I'm sweating though, my eyes are turning red And yo, I'm ready to lose my mind But instead I use my mind I put down the knife and take the bullets out my nine My only crime was that I'm too damn kind And now some scandalous motherfuckers wanna take what's mine But they can't take the respect that I've earned in my lifetime And you know they'll never stop the furious force of my rhymes So like they say, every dog has its day And like they say, God works in a mysterious way So I pray, remembering the days of my youth As I prepare to meet my moment of truth Yo, I got one lyric pointed at your head for start Another one is pointed at your weak ass heart Now if I pull the trigger on these fully loaded lines You're gonna wish I would've pulled a black nine I'm Mac Dimes, crack the spines of the fake gangsters Yeah, the biting trifling niggas and the studio pranksters Yo, looking at the situation plainly Will you remain G or will you be looked upon strangely? I reign as the articulator with the greater data Revolving on a task and much doper than my last jam While others struggle to juggle tricky metaphors I explore more to expose the core A lot of MC Act stupid to me And we have yet to see If they can match our longevity But anyway, it's just another day Another fake jack I slay With my spectacular rap display Styles smooth but rugged You can't push or shove it You dig it and you dug it Cause like money you love it The king of monotone With my own throne Righteously violent prone My words bring winds like cyclones Storming your hideout Blocking out your sunlight Your image and your business Were truly not done right Throw up your heel out now Divine savage You got no hand skills There's no 
security to save ya No pager, no selling, no drop top Benzy I came to bring your phony hip hop to an ending My heart of war will leave you sore from the abuse Cause you must meet your moment of truth They say it's lonely at the top and whatever you do You always gotta watch motherfuckers around you No one is untouchable, no man is bulletproof We all must meet our moment of truth, truth, truth.